Hello, and welcome to the Man Up University podcast. Today, we're going to continue on in our series of the commands of Christ. Today's verse, or verses, are Matthew eleven fifteen, Matthew thirteen nine, Mark four twenty three, and Luke fourteen thirty five, and Isaiah six eight through nine. In Mark eleven fifteen. It says, He who has ears, let him hear. This is repeated nearly verbatim in the other verses, Matthew 13, 9, 13, 43, 4, 23, and Luke 14, 35. And it's usually spoken right after a parable. Let us read the other ones. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. Mark 4.23 It is of no use either for the soil or for the manure pile. It is thrown away. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And Isaiah 6, 8 and 9. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go, and say to this people, Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing but do not perceive. Now, what do you think Jesus meant by this very simple command that he gave multiple times? The sense of this prophecy, this verse, this command, is related to the coming of the Messiah. The Jews, although hearing the sermons that were preached by him, with or without the parables, heard the sound of his voice, the natural tone, the natural hearing, but did not understand his words internally, spiritually, or experientially. Meaning they did not experience what he was trying to tell them it did not resonate inside their heart, in their minds. They didn't reach them because they were hardened of hearts. Also, while they were there and still clearly saw his miracles, the fact is that they didn't translate either what he said or what he did as an evidence or proof of his Messiahship. So this command, he who has ears let him hear, told listeners that the parables often had hidden or deeper meanings. It challenged the listeners to dig beneath the surface and to inquire further of themselves and of others to completely understand the full truth. And that's still applicable to this day. What do you think would happen when this command would be given to a broad audience or a smaller audience? Would it, would it 
expand them or would it or would it make them reject him more i i think it could go both ways some people are intrigued and challenged and want to tell others about these parables and messages and these works but on the other hand some people might not feel like saying that or or not willing to apply what he was saying to their lives do you think this this is type of thing is happening today do you think that type of an impact with regards to the parables that were given the type of works mighty works and miracles that were given and yet they still could not believe it's interesting that in first kings 19 11 through 13 it says the lord said go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the lord for the lord is about to pass by then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? There are several different translations of that verse, and some of them translate it as a still, small voice. In this instance, the scripture does not focus on the meaning of what we hear or read but whether we actually hear something at all. Chances are God will not speak to us from a burning bush, a hurricane wind, or an earthquake, but in a very quiet place, most likely when we least expect it. And it's important to have a reference that to actually discern the word, actually the voice of God to he actually hearing the Lord we have to have an understanding of his character an understanding of who he is and how he is and the only way we can get that is from his word the Bible which is God inspired God breathed and in it we can identify and figure out the character of who he is and how he acts with his people. All of the Old Testament relates to how the handling of him and his people is done. It shows many different ways how he rescues them, how he actually allows them to be placed into slavery, only to go ahead and, and free them again as they turn away from him. There's a lot to try and unpack the entire Old Testament. It's a, it would take lots and lots of time because it has so much. But it is so important to be able to recognize the type of character he is. And it, when we hear something, we say, oh, the Lord spoke to me. We have to be very, very discerning 
with regards to how we say that or what we say about that. Oh, the Lord told me this. It has to be in alignment with his character. It has to be in alignment with the things he's already spoken in his word. And that's his guideline. He has these guidelines. He has these commandments or ways that we should follow. And he's not going to contradict himself. So if you think that the Lord is speaking to you and it's going to make you do something that's contradictory to the scripture, then I'd hate to say it, but you're not listening to the Lord. You're hearing a different voice. And that is the truth. That is why it's important for us to constantly take every thought captive, to filter everything that we hear against the truth, against what the Word of God says. Even with our pastors, even with our, our leaders, our, the, you know, our Bible study guys, every single thing, every single aspect of our lives that we are going to place in our hearts, that we're going to place in our minds, that we're going to process, we need to filter that through the Word. We need to filter that through the Scripture. Because if we don't do that, we can end up with a lack of discernment and a misunderstanding of what we might think God is talking to us about. Now that's one way of listening to God. Obviously, we can hear God's voice during prayer when we're, when we're praying to Him. Sometimes it's just necessary when we speak, we give our petitions, we're, we're on our knees and we're, we're giving everything to Him, we're pouring our, our heart out to Him. And then sometimes it's, it's not just supposed to be a one-way conversation. It's not just supposed to be, well, God, thank you, thank you for everything, praise you, etc. Ask for what we want, etc. And then go about your day. There, there needs to be a time where you allow God to be working in your heart. There needs to be a time where we spend in pause, in silence, in reverence. And we just listen, not only with our ears, our, our physical ears, but with our spiritual ears as well to be in tune in alignment with what the Lord already has spoken to us through his word and when we give that time we give that that pause we find that he does speak to us in that still small voice that he does have profound wisdom to pour into us so we can understand him more, so we can draw closer to him. And I think it's very interesting to say when you, when you think about a still small voice, if you're speaking with somebody, and there's a lot, let's say in a crowded room or in a restaurant, if you're speaking with somebody and there's all these voices going on, and somebody is speaking very lowly or in a still small voice, you won't be able to hear it unless you actually drew near to them unless you actually were right there next to them. And I believe that there's a reference, a reason for that, that he wants us to draw closer to him and closer so we can discern his still small voice. We can hear what he has to say for us. And we're given the entirety of the word to understand his character. And in addition to that, it's a guidebook for life, a love letter. It gives us an understanding of what he, how much he loves us. He sent his son to die on the cross. It gives us all those understandings. But yet it leaves us with these commands, with these commands to follow through. That's why we're going through these commands now. These commands that, that give us life. 
not slavery. It gives us freedom. It gives us freedom from sin, freedom from the debt of sin through his salvation, by his grace, by his grace. And we seek him actively and we pursue him and we draw near to him so that we can hear his still small voice. So we, we say, he who has ears, let him hear. Let us hear him today. Let us give space for what he's trying to tell us in our lives. Let us read his word. Let it penetrate into our hearts. It goes beyond the barrier of our minds, but penetrate beyond just what the processing of the meditation of, of the mind, but deep into our hearts and soul. Let us hear truth, what he really wants us to understand from his word. I'd like to close this out in prayer today. Heavenly Father, thank you for another glorious day, for an opportunity to fellowship, for time together. Thank you for your word, for your still small voice that you place in all of our hearts, for us to listen to, for us to draw near to you so we can hear you. Thank you for the grace that you've given through your son, Jesus Christ. And, and thank you for the pursuit of truth that you make evident in our daily lives. Father, remind us and convict us in the moments where we need to be silent before you and listen to you. Let us have those ears so we can hear you. Let us have that spiritual discernment to identify when you are trying to tell us something that is necessary for our lives. Don't allow us to ignore that voice. Make it clear enough for us to be absolutely sure that the only voice that we will hear is yours. Keep us on the straight and narrow. Guide our paths, Lord. Allow us to see with your eyes continuously. Do not allow the disturbances and the noise that and the chatter from around us to distract us from what it is that you have to have us do or hear or learn. Keep pouring your heart into us so that we can grow in you, Father God. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for coming out and listening to our podcast for listening to God's voice. We're continuing on the commands of Christ. If you have any questions about the men's ministry or would like to add anything to it, please go ahead and give us a, a contact at manupuniversity.org. You can find us on Facebook at The Man Up University. You can find us at Twitter at UManUpU or on Instagram at man underscore up underscore university. So we'd love to hear from you. Subscribe to us, like, comment. We'd love to be just be able to fellowship with you, get in contact with you and everything. So please have a great day and let's be uh, intentional about listening to God's voice today.